welcome everybody to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am so thrilled to have you here today. We have a great topic today, and we're going to be talking about how to adult. It is actually time to grow the F up. So we're going to be talking about this juicy topic, and I can't wait to have you here. Um, Call us on this topic if you'd like at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Before we jump into today's topic, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about the father effect, coming to terms with a father's divorce, death, or disinterest. So we were talking about how absent fathers affect their children and how to get past that really uh, tall brick wall. Have you ever wondered why you are so angry? Uh, Have you ever wondered why you have to numb yourself with drugs and alcohol? Did you ever think you would amount to anything? So tune in with last week's guest, John Finch, who is the author and filmmaker of this powerful subject, The Father of Effect. So you can find this show and any and all of my archive show by, shows, by the way, on my new mobile app for iTunes as well as uh, Google Google Play users, Um, you can listen live, you can do one-touch calling to call in the show, and you can listen to the archive shows. If you haven't yet downloaded the app, we're also available on SoundCloud and TuneIn. Same name as the show here, The Men's Advocate Show. Okay, so let's dive right back into today, how to adult. Now, you just don't become an adult when you turn 18. Adulting is a process. Do you ever notice that when you encounter resistance or a trigger, we snap right back into childhood? Do we get stuck in old behaviors, not because they work, but rather because it's, it's a familiar old habit? So we're joining my, my show today is our guest, John King. Kim, who is the angry therapist. Welcome, John, to the program. Thanks for Thank being here. Thank you for having me. I Yay. appreciate it. Yeah. yeah I, I like the name John King better. Like that, name. <laughs> that, that was a good Freudian slip. We're going to call you King from here on out. <laughs> hey, King. <laughs> um, sorry about, about that. All right. You can find John on his website, theangrytherapist.com. That's the angry th- Therapist.com. John is a marriage and family therapist in Los Angeles, um, but he rather thinks of himself as a lifestyle designer and not a therapist. Hmm. What does that mean, John? Lifestyle um, designer. I think there's it's more uh, encompassing, isn't it, than yeah. just therapy? Yeah, and I think that um, you know a therapist there's stigma attached and there's labels, and um, I prefer life life coach or lifestyle designer, someone who. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I believe in designing your, redesigning your life. I love it. Yeah. He's all the, also the co-founder of Shift. That's S-H-F-T. And, and uh, this website offers guidance, validation, and accountability through virtual support to experience personal growth. And it's online through Facebook. By the way, you don't have to remember all these links. They are on my, my social media and... Um, You'll, you'll be able to see all the links to what's up with John and how to get a hold of him. And then lastly, of course, the book, The Angry Therapist, and that's found on Amazon. Again, you can reach those all those links through my Facebook fan page and my other social media. So, all right, so today's topic, how to adult. It's time to grow up. So let's tackle these issues uh, one by one, if, if we could. Yeah. Don't. Don't be an a-hole. So you, you write that being an a-hole is a choice and a reaction. So yeah. I tell think, us about that. It's a, because it comes so automatic to a lot of people that you're saying, don't let it be automatic. Make a conscious choice about it. Yeah, I think, you know, we're not born um, a-holes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a learned <laughs> behavior. Um, I think a lot of that is uh, us reacting I think the greatest difference between an adult and a child is, you know, children are allowed to react. They don't have tools yet. But as an adult, um, you should not react. 
you should respond. And a lot of adults actually, uh, they're just a walking re reaction. So when I say don't be an a-hole, I mean don't, be, don't react. Instead, respond. Exactly. Now, there, there's a uh, cousin, a male cousin to this behavior, and I see, a, especially men, I see a lot of men who respond to the situation with anger. It's like, dude, we haven't even gotten to, you know, five, <laughs> five alarm alert yet. It's like we're just in conversation at the moment. Why are you jumping straight to anger? So is this kind of parallel? Is this the same thing where yeah. they're just going for that automatic response? Um, it, it could be one thing. And I think if they're responding to anger, they're not responding. They're, they're reacting. So I think anger is a reaction. So you can feel anger. That's fair. But a response would be to think about, um, how that anger is going to come out and behave and how it's going to affect someone else, especially if you care about the, the, the people around you. And uh, then your response won't be an anger response. You know, throwing chairs is a reaction, not a response. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, if you're responding automatically like that, I think you're in your head. You're already preconceiving what the topic is about, what the sure. quote-unquote discussion is about, and you haven't even listened to <laughs> more than 1% of it for sure. So it, it's really not a good pra practice. And how yeah, do you have an ongoing relationship with your coworker or whoever this is that you're jumping straight to anger all the time? Right. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's really common, and I think uh, the world would be a very different place if we – uh, if we were aware of our anger, and listen, I, I was angry for most of my life, you know, but, but um, <laughs> being aware of that and uh, choosing a different path and knowing how your, your energy and your anger and your, you know, behavior just affects other people. And, you know, we as adults, we have lots of reasons to be angry. Maybe we had a horrible childhood. Maybe somebody abandoned us or maybe we, we were witness to a really horrible crime or a horrible incident or whatever it is, um, you know, there's lots of reasons to be angry, angry. So how do you disconnect from that phase? I mean, do you find a mentor who's not angry to teach you a new way? Or what, what are a couple of the recommendations that you would suggest? Um, I think since we're talking about men, um, and this is, of course, a generalization, but I think most men um, don't allow themselves to feel they bottle things up they're known to uh, I guess I should say we we're not known we're known to not express ourselves and by doing so uh, things get pent up and then we explode and that's where the anger comes from so I think um, being aware of how you feel and, and allowing yourself to feel that um, and that's how feelings dissolve is you actually have to feel them so if you're if you're not feeling them if you're not talking to someone or letting your feelings out or doing whatever you do to um, you know express yourself then you're just going to be a uh, um, a crock pot or a um, not a crock pot what is it called what, those those things that you cook with that just uh the, the slow cooker yeah it's it's just just boiling boiling i mean like just getting, <laughs> you know in, until the, the lid blows off and i think a lot of people just kind of live their lives that way yeah now when you say feel that uh that you know as you know in psychology we have 30 different human emotions emotions and i think from age four young boys are taught to not have feelings you know mm -hmm. to man up don't cry right. you know right. you know brush yourself off get up you're not dying you're not bleeding just forget about it just move on so i think for you know a good solid 18 years men are told to not have feelings so when you ask them that as an adult it's pretty hard to connect the dots at that point yeah, and I think it's why it's so it's so important for fathers to uh, not only demonstrate it, uh, you know, uh, by lead by example, but also uh, create a space for their children to feel something, you know, yeah. that it's okay. Yeah, awesome. If you've just joined us, you're you've dialed in to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host Linda Gross. Today we are joined by my guest. John Kim, who is the Angry Therapist. I want you to call our number with a comment or question to John, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break, and when we do, we're going to talk about taking responsibility. 
Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about how to adult. We are on with my guest today, John Kim, who is the angry therapist. So oh, let's dive back in, John, um, and let's talk about responsibility. Um, you say that in order for the person to get their full power back, that they need to own things fully. Explain yeah. a little bit about what you mean and why that's so important to actually grow up and to become an adult. You can't really do that without this element. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, live a very to me life, which is victim mode, which is uh, a lot of blaming, complaining. And I think in that state, you're very powerless. And, uh, you know, nothing good's going to happen to you. Your life's not going to change until you start owning and taking responsibility. And, you know, I think as kids, you, you could you could throw peas at the wall wall and you complain and, and all that stuff that's what kids do but as, as an adult uh you you actually have to take responsibility even if you know things happen in life that are beyond your control because let's face it stuff happens that you know people get into accidents and there's assault and all these things um but at some point you have to uh to move on to own own and accept and to heal and in order to do that you can't uh blame Absolutely. And another thing is when you stay in that powerless state, when you stay being a complainer or a victim, you are actually giving permissions to others for others to run your life. Yeah. So the minute you take responsibility uh, to whatever that action or that statement or that cause is, then you are running your own life, not somebody else. Yeah, and I think this is, you know, it's a tool that's learned early on. I mean, if you were brought up, um, you know, very enabled and, and, and your parents, you know, making your bed for you, doing everything for you and everything goes your way, as an adult, it's going to be very difficult to, to uh, you know what I'm talking about? To yeah. Responsibility because someone's always uh, done things for you. So, uh, but, you know, but as, an early, as a child, if you were actually taught how to take responsibility for you know, everything that happens to you growing up, uh, whatever kids go through or if someone stole your bike or what, you know, all, this, all the difficulties. Um, then as adults, they're, you know, they have the tools or they're better at taking responsibility as they go through turbulence. Absolutely. And, you know, if your parents are always throwing money at you, like every time you, you know, the car breaks down or something happens and you need an extra couple hundred bucks, if you're running to your parents, you need to stop that action because you're really not going to learn how to take care of yourself financially if you're not using them as a crutch. Right. So some of those cords, you just have to cut the cord. If mom is always, you know, if you're bringing home your laundry and mom's doing 
your laundry every weekend, you know, you got to knock it off. How are you ever going to learn how to do laundry unless you're physically doing it yourself? Yeah, and part of this, uh, you know, the other half of the coin is the person that's enabling you, you know, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So look at what those pitfalls are and take it upon yourself to learn new skills or be in an environment uh, that you're not using other people as a crutch to do for you. Now, I'm saying mom and dad, but, you know, for all, all we know, it could be a girlfriend, it could be a coworker, it could be whomever uh, that you're using. Um, just like in grade school, when you cheated off of, you know, Mary's math paper, you mm -hmm. know, stop doing that. You're going to have to learn the lesson yourself. Sure, absolutely. That's what adulting means. <laughs> now, somebody who is, you know always uh, looked looked after by a parent or whoever this other person is what is the first step in in uh, cutting that cord to not allow this other person to enable you well usually we don't change unless we have to so something happens in our life you know we we lose we lose something we uh, lose a marriage or we lose a friend or we lose a job or you know we're, we're faced with something where we start to think maybe there's something that, that we are doing. Uh, maybe, you, know, you know, that's when we kind of hold up the mirror and then we start asking questions. Um, if not, people don't change because there's no reason to change. There's you know? no re reason, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if mom and dad want you to go to school, you know, 20 miles away, maybe you should <laughs> move to another state. That yeah. way you're forced to do, learn new habits. Right, absolutely. Exactly. All right, next step, next step you say, Love hard. So um, don't, don't, I love this, uh, this line that you have. It's don't give yourself any other option but to love hard. Explain uh, love, that. Uh, love hard and responsibly, I say. Yes. Um, if you're dating and stuff. Um, I think that we love too soft in this world. And I know that's a general statement and I'll talk more about it. I think that our hearts are designed to love hard. Um, but it's terrifying. I mean, I get it because we, uh, you know, we go through relationships and we get burned and we get cheated on and all this stuff happens and slowly uh, we start, you know, uh, digging a moat around our castle. Like our, our love stove gets very hot and even if it's not, not turned on, we believe we're going to get burned. So that stuff happens and of course it's, it's, it's more difficult to love hard and to be vulnerable um, when you've been hurt so many times because then you, you stop trusting you know, mm -hmm. um, but that being said, you have to love hard because that's the only way you're going to hit the high notes. And that's the only way you're going to, if you're in a relationship where you're not loving hard, uh, then you're not showing yourself. And if you're not showing yourself, you're, it's false advertising. You're not bringing who you are to the, to the table. You're, you know, and, and every, everything, everything that you, you, you are, you know, like you're, it's, you're not at your potential as a person. Yeah, and more importantly, it's false advertising to yourself that you're either staying stagnant or even like going back a couple of steps. You're not realizing who you can really be. Right, and and you know, then you're also uh, loving uh, walking on eggshells, and and uh, like what to me that's not a relationship. You know, to me, um, because relationships are hard enough. If you're going to invest. Um, build the trust, you know, of course you have to feel safe, it takes time, but uh, uh, just fall backwards and if you're going to do it, do it and, and uh, you know, give everything. And, and, and here's the thing, you know, um, the buy-in to love is possible hurt. That's never going to go away. That's the ante. So when you sign up to, and you choose to love someone, yes, like you could get hurt from this, um, but there's no way around it, you know. What's the alternative to love soft and be fake and have a lukewarm relationship? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it's particularly hard for millennials these days because there's such yeah. instant access to everything. You know, because of technology, you know, you want a hamburger, you don't even have to go to the fast food place. You can just, you know, go on your phone, call yeah. up the app and say, all right, you know, a hamburger and fries and a Coke or whatever. And then, you know, 15 minutes, they deliver it to your door. So with that being said, I think people are, they, they're not exercising that muscle to love hard. It's like, yes. you know, they're just taking everything. They're just skimming the surface with everything, including love. Um, I agree. And in this swipe culture, I think that because we have so many choices, 
they don't if some you know if, if something is just a little bit uncomfortable then they're like, like you know back on their phone finding someone else or they have five other people lined up um and so instead of loving deep they're loving wide right now what about the person who keeps choosing the same partner over and over again it might be something subconscious it might be something that they're not even aware of but they choose these same partners that might not necessarily be good for them, by the way, but they do do so out of familiarity. Maybe they had that same element or that same dynamic in their childhood, so they're just recreating that because it's a you know familiar old shoe, so to speak. So how do they break that cycle? Um, they have to go through something that's really unhealthy, learn that uh, that is not good for them, and then they have to change and grow. So when they change and grow, and it, it's secondary change, change that's not irre- that's re- irreversible, um, that's not reversible, then the, the people that used to, to um, that they used to be attracted to, they're now repelled by, if that makes sense. And usually what you're talking about isn't like an aesthetics thing. I know we all have types and all that. It's yeah. something, it's an energy, it's something, it's, it's the way someone is. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, so like you're right, you know, something smells familiar or it's some kind of dysfunction or it's something that, that these people are um, um, getting from someone else that they like in themselves. So a lot of stuff could be happening, but uh, usually those relationships end, end up being toxic uh, or dysfunctional. Uh, they, they learn from them, and then they, as they start to grow and go on their path of uh, you know, self-betterment, uh, they, they change internally, and then their radar gets really sharp, and they're no longer uh, attracted to those type of people. Absolutely. And it's my belief that the universe will give you the same lesson again and again and again until we learn it. So if you find that you are being attracted to the same type of dynamic, figure out what is that element and get down to tax and and once and for all learn whatever that lesson is so you could now put that behind you. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. So... You have a line in here that says it takes courage to not make it about you, and it takes courage to make it about you. So which way do you want it? <laughs> it takes courage uh, to not make it about you. And it takes, oh, so what I mean by yeah. that is um, it, it takes courage to not make it about you in the sense that it takes courage to be selfless and to you know put others uh, before you and be metacognitive and think about how your actions and how you're choosing to love affects someone else. But it also takes courage to make it about you, meaning um, a lot of people lose themselves uh, because they have no stance or because they don't love themselves. And so they get lost in relationships. So it takes courage to actually make a stand and say, hey, I deserve this, I deserve better, I deserve healthy, etc. So you need the self-love coupled with the selflessness to be with the other person. Yes, and maybe that's how I should have wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> You're the king, so no matter what you say, it's oh, as well, good by me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> all right, so... If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are on with my guest, The Angry Therapist, and you can find him at theangrytherapist.com, theangrytherapist.com, and we're going to be back right after the break. We're going to be talking about lying and how that affects your relationships, both personal and romantic relationships. We'll catch you right back after the break with John Kim. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hey guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? 
Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show, and we are talking about how to adult. It's time to actually grow the F up, okay? You're joined by uh, my guest today, John Kim. So let's talk about lying. I think lying takes away a person's power, and you need to figure out why you're lying and try to change those elements about yourself. Now, John, a lot of guys may not like how much money they're making, so they'll lie about that. Maybe they don't like their height, so they'll lie about that. Maybe they're when they walk into a room, maybe they don't have that social butterfly personality, so they will do other things, negative things to compensate for what it is they don't have. So yes. how would you address those dating guys to stop lying? And in fact, there's a, there's a dating coach who's just down the street from me, and he actually tells guys the advice to them is to actually lie to the girl because he thinks that that's what girls want. They want to be lied to. What do you yeah. say to that? Um, I bring it down to chasing versus attracting, and if you are lying, whether you're, you're lying to someone or you're lying to yourself, you're in a chasing state, and a chasing state will always uh, make you powerless and, and, and go down cul-de-sacs, and an attracting state is when, obviously, when you're honest uh, and authentic and vulnerable and true to who you are, that's when you don't exchange your truth for membership. And that's when you're the most attractive. You know, that's when you're the most power-filled. Um, and so if you are lying, know that you are in a chasing state and you're just going to – the only thing you're going to be chasing is your tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, there's not too much – a guy can do about his height. Maybe you can wear cowboy boots or actually they're probably, you know, you could probably visit your, um, you know, high-end department store. By the way, these personal shoppers are free. Maybe there's certain clothing that will make you appear taller than, than you actually are. But, you know, shy of the height thing, if you, really, if you really don't like, you know, your salary, Maybe you need to, you know, gain some more education or gain another skill to where you could bump up your salary to the next level and things of that nature. So what do you say, John? Um, you know, what should a guy do to change the personal qualities about himself that he is lying to the public about? I, I don't think it's about changing um, salaries or, or, you know, wearing uh, heels or, or putting... <laughs> Making your hair higher. Um, so all those are just very telling that the person is not comfortable with themselves. So, um, you know, now we're talking about you're, you're basically lying to yourself. Because, you know, yeah. we, all, we all seek approval and validation to a certain extent. But when, when you do it so much that it affects your character and who you are, then you're, you, you're, you know, it never ends. So when you do get the uh, corner office or, the, or you make your, the, your six figures or you become a millionaire or whatever, then you're going to be lying about being a billionaire. Like, like it, it's just going to go, you know, it's never, so it's, <laughs> it's basically, never ending. It's never ending because that's how you're wired, you know. So, yeah. you know, um, it's got, you got to stop the behavior because it's never ending. And I think children lie, of course, you know, um, and and sometimes it's cute, you know, when kids have chocolate over their mouth and they're like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't eat it. And there's something adorable about that, of course. But as adults, um, that's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think another way to handle it is to really come from a place of acceptance. Um, 
I yes. had a particular body part that I did not like about myself, and I, you know, all through my 20s, I stressed out over it, and then for once and for all, you know, I think I turned like 29 and said, you know what, I've had 10 years of crying over this thing, I'm not going to really change it, so just get over it, and just accept it. And um, the minute I started doing that, it's like the whole world opened up, and it no longer became an issue. In fact, years later, to have that particular body part was actually an asset. So, like, who knew? <laughs> yeah, I got to say, so, like, who, who isn't, um, you know, I mean, who doesn't have insecurities? Who, who, you know, who is so comfortable with their body? It's, 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 I think everyone struggles with it, but, you know, there are those people where, where you, you could just tell, if you take the, the two exact body types for one person, is extremely insecure and they basically walk into a room and they disappear and then the other person with the same exact body you know um, owns a room or, or so confident in who they are and they're suddenly attractive but they, have, they both have the same exact body type so it has to do with energy it has to do with confidence it has to do with owning it has to do with uh, not lying to yourself exactly I mean I've had so many guys come up to me to say I'm five seven I can't get over my height and I always point them to Tom Cruise who is five seven yes. and look that guy has no problem with his height he walks in the room and he commands the room and that's the end of that he gets on with his day he gets on with his job and that's it so yes uh, you yes. know just take ownership and acceptance of it and like if I think if you don't make an issue of it no one else will I'm five seven and a half, and I'm owning it right now. Because <laughs> you're the king, John. Because <laughs> I'm the king. That's right. Uh, yeah, and, and Tom Cruise was date like all the women that he's dated, whether it was Nicole Kidman or um, uh, the other Katie one, Holmes. Katie yeah. Holmes. They're like six feet tall. Towering, I know. And but what's funny is when you see them walking around in a red carpet, or whatever, you don't see him shrinking. He's just him, and she's there, you know, and she's her. And uh, yeah, he definitely is someone who is. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say Tom Cruise is short, but I would say that he's not tall, and and he owns it, and he's very comfortable in the skin. And you know, another person is Kevin Hart, the the comic. Yeah, he's definitely. like five, he's like five four. I mean, he's tiny. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't seem. But he doesn't. You know, he doesn't carry himself that way. No. No, and he just broke the the world record for having the largest audience as a comedian. I think he was in some. I don't know football stuff. Stadium or something, yeah. and he had ninety thousand people pack the seats. I mean, come on now. I think you uh, pretty much accept, accept yourself at that point. <laughs> yeah, and we can we, we can barely see him because he's five four. Yeah, <laughs> jumbotron, jumbotron. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next one. Ego. So ego. you yeah, you say good. that their ego is actually blocking their potential. So tell us how that dynamic works. Um, I talk a lot about living in different states. I'm, I'm a firm believer in changing our states, you know, which also changes our perspective. And um, ego is a very by me state. It's very iron fist. It's my way or the highway. And uh, ego is when you make it about you. And I think when you make it about you, your potential is very low. Oh, I think it's a lower frequency. Um, when you're li living a through me state, you're making it about things that are greater than yourself. So you're basically a vessel, you're a messenger, you're a conduit, and something greater than you is working through you. And I think that's when you hit flow states. I think that's when you're the most creative, the most fearless. And that's, you know, those are the people who are, you know, geniuses or who change the world or people that don't make it about them. Hmm. So you say there's always strength in being a giver, not a taker. Explain that. Uh, yeah, we were either giving or taking, and so we are. Uh, and, and a lot of people think that they're giving when they're actually taking. So when you are seeking validation and approval, if you want something for someone, so like for example, you know, if you help someone move, yeah, you think you're being generous and you're giving, but if you're doing it because you want their approval or you want something from them, then you're you're actually kind of taking, not giving. Got it. All right, call. Calling people back. You're asking people in this day and age in 2017 to actually call people back? Yeah, um, I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I agree with you, but tell us your take on that. I just, you know what, I'm 44, so I grew up um, when when we had pagers. I grew up, you know, when phones were actually telephones and, and, and there were pay phones. And so today, um, I, we just don't use the phone. And so what happens is we lose that 
generation of communication where everything is via text or or direct message or something through Facebook. And I think we're disconnecting with ourselves. I mean, especially in the dating world where, you know, there's something when you when you actually talk to someone on the phone, you're you're not only hearing their, their voice and they're getting their personality, but you're feeling their energy. It's so much more intimate than a text message. Hmm. So do you think these people are running from intimacy? Is that why they're, they're yeah. not responding by phone? It's like everything is a text? Yeah, I think there's a responsibility. And I think as, adult, as adults, we should call people back. Now, I'm not saying that we need to just stop texting and, and everything should be a phone call. I'm saying the people that, you know, that people that matter, that are important to us, um, we should call back. <laughs> we should call them once in a while. It shouldn't just, we shouldn't just rely on uh, words and text messages. Yeah, but every, everybody else is doing the same, so why should we? I mean, I think that's the mentality. I well, guess, that's I, the mentality. Yeah. That mentality. Nothing's going to change with that mentality. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You won't be a standout that way. I mean, I get a lot of women who say, you know, we're just in the early stages of dating, and I can't get the guy to pick up the phone. He's always texting me. I mean, what would you advise the girl to do? Just ignore him and say, you know, I'll be available uh, when you have time to talk. No, you know what? You know what? So I'll share a story. Um, and by the way, all these things, um, although I, I do consider myself an adult, um, <laughs> I, I struggle with too. So, of course, I'm not perfect. But um, about a year ago, I was uh, I met someone, um, you know, uh, via the dating swipe uh, uh, app, and we were and we were messaging. And I asked her out because I, I thought that's what you know people do these days is via via the app or via text. Right. And she said, you know what? If you're gonna ask me out, I need you to call me. And I and I thought about that. and I was like, oh wow, that's kind of hot. What a concept. Uh, yeah. And I was like, that that was very attractive to me that she had a non-negotiable. She's like, we could talk via text all day, but if you're gonna ask me out, you need to call me. Uh, she's very old-fashioned that way. I mean, which is I mean, it's not old-fashioned. It's it's the 80s. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, um, it, it's, uh, it was, it was refreshing to hear that. And so I called her and then of course we had a great conversation and we went on a date, but, um, I love that she kind of, you know, uh, put her, put her foot down and said, you know what, you could text me to chat, but if you want to ask me out, I need you to call me. That was really cool. I like that. Yeah. I, I get that with uh, potential guests with my radio show too. They think they're going to do everything, you know, over the internet, which is well and good. And you know, ninety nine percent of it we can do over the internet. But I still need to hear your voice. I mean, can the person talk? Are they, you know, right. are they audible? Right. You know, do they have a thick accent where the, my listeners can't understand what they're saying? You know, it's like I need to know. So yeah. I need to know what that voice quality sounds like. And for girl, well, for guys guys are typically more visually based but for girls you know when you're trying to attract a girl girls go by what they hear so hearing your actual voice is very important to a girl it's not that important to a guy but to a girl it's very important yeah absolutely yeah all right next up is take care of your own stuff yes and we didn't i did not use the word stuff but you know what I mean. um <laughs> You got to take care of your own stuff, you know. Um, if children can make their problems other people's problems because, again, children don't have those kind of tools um, or or self awareness or that kind of capacity to hold space for others. You know, they they're allowed to to vomit on in that way, but adults we do have that capacity, and and we and many do not choose to do that. So if you want to be an adult, you have to be aware of your perceptions, your problems, you know, your past, your issues, your triggers. So when I say stuff, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying take care of your your car. You yeah. know, we're we're good at that. Um, yeah. Take care of you, your own stuff, the stuff that makes you uh, a version of yourself that you don't like. You know, your negativity, your unhappiness, your boundaries. Your whatever, whatever is important to you, your fitness, your diet, you know, just take care of you. Yeah. Have you, we've all been around somebody either at a party or a coworker that not their, their day is nonstop complaining and just negativity, negativity. And excuse me, it's kind of like what Lincoln said, you are as happy as you make your mind up to be. So, like, instead of always coming to the table with this negativity, you could just make a conscious choice to say, okay, today when I go to this party, I'm either going to be neutral or I'm going to actually be above neutral, which is happy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a choice. It's a, you know, I, I think it starts with a choice, but I think it's a practice. So yes. 
I think that it does require um, an ev- a daily practice, like 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 anything. I mean, if you want to change your body, you don't make a choice to do ten push-ups. You thread it into your life, so it becomes a practice. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, or or also changing your diet or whatever it takes. So, uh, people, it's it's funny that people, you know, that makes sense to them, but when it comes to self awareness, self betterment, um, they don't realize. It's also it needs to be threaded into your life. You have to do it every day. Gotcha. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host Linda Gross. We are talking today about how to adult. Okay. So call us at nine five one nine two two thirty five thirty two nine five one nine two two thirty five. 32. When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to be talking about gratitude and how that fits into our life and how that fits into growing up, actually. So we'll be back on with John. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We have open phone lines right now at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. We're talking about how to adult. Before we hop back into the topic, if you like our show, um, please show your love. Listen, call, like our fan page, use my Amazon link, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. All right, those are all ways that you can help us out. We are on with, with um, therapist, theangrytherapist.com, theangrytherapist.com, John Kim, and we're going to continue with our topic. John, tell us how gratitude fits into growing up to be an adult. Gratitude, I think, is really the soil for um I mean, for everything. And I know that, you know, gratitude has become this commercialized uh, buzzword and everyone's talking about it. But I think very few of us actually practice it. And and what I mean by that is practice it daily and, and really feel it instead of it just being a checklist. If you um, if you think gratitude means to just, you know, think of three or four things and that you're running off the list and they're always the same things that you say to yourself, um, that's not gratitude. I think gratitude is really something that you feel and that changes your state that changes your mood and if you're not if you don't have the ability to be grateful for you know the people around you uh the the stuff in your life uh what you've built or or if you don't if you can't be grateful for anything you're never going to be happy you can't produce happy without being grateful i think when you come from a place of not having gratitude in your life you're very self-centered 
it's it's just you know it's all about you you're very selfish you're very inward and that the end of that i think in order to have come from a place of gratitude you have to go outside of yourself whether it's your higher power or your family or those around you because those are the elements that are going to make you grateful right so it's it's that shift away from self to selflessness to include other people in the world yeah and just going back to what we said before remember Remember when 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 it's selfish, when it's ego driven, you're not at your potential. You are, you know, making things about you. You're not able to share your gifts when you are grateful, you know, and when you are making things bigger than you. And I also think gratitude is kind of the doorway into spirituality. Uh, then you become fearless, and you're you're going to maneuver more at your potential. You're going to have more to give to the world. Now, John, tell us a little bit about your moniker why did you choose the angry therapist um it's my way of saying that i'm human um because after my divorce um i i decided to be an adult actually yeah i mean i mean that's kind of the great divide before my divorce i think i was a child and uh in my late my late 30s mid 30s i got a divorce and um i started with nothing and i just decided to start expressing myself and i called myself the angry therapist um, because I was angry when I was in my 20s and 30s. And I, I also just thought it was kind of funny that a therapist is angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, 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 it was my way of saying that I'm human because I think therapists don't, you know, I think therapists uh, present themselves in a way that is very neutral and very... Um, um, Stoic. Not, yeah. Not, exactly. And, you know, of course, we're trained to in school, and I get that, but it dehumanizes us. And I think today we're less interested in the letters after your name and more interested in who you are. So I decided to show myself. Nice. I love yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So here's the other couple of elements that also might add to your, um, you know, how to graduate into adulthood. That you make others who are around you a better version of themselves. Mm. In other words, you're, you're ready, willing, and able to, to help them, assist them, and help them realize their full potential, whether this be, you know, a partner or a spouse, or maybe it's your son, or it could be a coworker, you know, any of those types of people. But you're in a position where you actually like giving, giving help, and you like to see others succeed. Right. That's great. I love that. Um, um, again, again, that's not making it about you. That's making it about others, sharpening other people. Now, back in the day, you know, 10,000 years ago, during caveman times, maybe humans only lived to age 20. So when you're talking about puberty to age 20, let's say age 13 to age 20, basically the only thing that was going on at that time is you're in um, procreation mode. because <laughs> just you know, a lot of sex. <laughs> a lot of sex because there was a strong element um, that you're going to die and you're going to die early. So you better just like get this, you know, <laughs> yeah. out of the way, you know, spread your, you know, it's, it's the guy has testosterone and the testosterone's message was spread your seed because you know you don't want to let this uh, die out because then the species is going to die out so right. now here we are thousands of years later and we're actually living you know a year or two past age 20 um, I guess the average age now is like 72 to 80 you know depending on what gender you are and so forth so we have a few more years built in there so back then it was all about sex 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 so when you get past your say 30s Maybe it's not always, always, you know, always all just about sex. So do you think it's adulthood when the guy makes that shift from, yeah, I, I want sex, but I want something else too. In other words, I am going to find a person, one singular person that I can love. Um, yes. And, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's not about one singular because everyone has, you know, their orientation or, or what they define as, uh, you know, their, their vision of love. Um, it does, it's not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, monogamy for some other people. For other people, it's other things. But I do um, agree that, uh, like, even biologically, men, as we get older, um, we're not bouncing off the walls anymore, and we're not just trying to procreate, but we are, uh, we we are uh, more self-actualized, and and it takes more for us to actually 
get excited and turned on and we uh, crave connection. And I think that, you know, when we are in our 20s or 18 or 19, we're just um, we're just bouncing off the walls, you know, and sex is uh, sex is a sport. Um, yeah. when we are, you know, when we're 40 and, and this is me uh, talking from my own experience as a man, um, everything changes. Like it's like almost like men start to become women and then women start to become men <laughs> sexually, you know. Yeah, that's true. They say that uh, a woman's highest sexual peak is when she's 40. Yeah, so exactly. She's, she's uh, actually past the childbearing. I think it's because she's actually past the childbearing years that she doesn't have that worry that, oh, if I have sex, I'm, I am going to get pregnant. Um, so but then she know, can just let loose and have fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and thank God, because if our, our, if our sexual um, peaks match, I mean, the world would be a lot more overpopulated than it is. There, there you go. <laughs> All right, what do you think about this concept with regard to moving into adulthood? Be the type of man that others can rely on you. All right, what do you think about this concept? Mm. And again, it could be in the workplace, could be, you know, personal relationships. But, you know, I, I, guess, I guess what it's saying is to be a man of your word, basically. Sure. Sure, absolutely. You know, if you say I'm going to have that report done by five o'clock, then get it done by five o'clock, and you know, don't offer your, don't offer him any, you know, your boss any grief. It's just like get it done. Right, right, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. We need more of them. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right, uh, John. We have about twenty seconds. Uh, closing comments on this topic, or anything else you want to add. Um, no, thank you for helping me create the dialogue. I think it's an important one. Thank you for calling me a king. And uh, um, I hope that people listen to this. And, uh, you know, if anything, just be reminded that, uh, that, that adulting isn't just a light switch, but it's a practice. It's something you have to be aware of and choose to do daily. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for joining our show, TheAngryTherapist.com, TheAngryTherapist.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining our show. We'll see you each and every Wednesday right here, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Men's Advocate Show. We'll see you next week.